0: So this guy comes to his boss and he says, why is it that I'm getting 10 bucks an hour and this other worker is getting 20 bucks an hour for the same job? So the boss says, I'll answer your question just before I do. Could you please see what is this noise outside? So he runs out, comes back and he says, they brought firewood to our village and people are buying it. So he says, could you see what kind of firewood? Is it oak or it's something else. He comes back and says, it's oak. Oak is a very good firewood. Could you please see how much is it? He runs there, comes back, says the price. He says, could you please see if we need some? He runs back and says, yeah, we do. He says, okay, so could you please go and buy us this firewood? He comes back and says, I bought the firewood that you told me. But now, please answer my question because you didn't answer the question I asked. He said, I'll answer it right now. Calls this other guy who gets 20 bucks an hour. And he tells him, there's some noise outside. Could you please see what's going on? The guy comes out, comes back and says, they brought firewood to our village for sale. It is oak. And this is the price. And I checked that we have been not buying firewood for a while already. So probably we need, I think we should get some. So the guy says, and this is why he's getting 20 bucks an hour. And you are getting 10 bucks an hour. So... In this Torah portion, Miket, Yosef is summoned to come to Pharaoh, and Pharaoh tells him about his dreams. He had dreams about cows and about stocks of wheat, and he is asked to interpret those dreams. And it says that Pharaoh had asked other interpreters, other shamans, whoever they had over there, wise men, to explain those dreams and they couldn't. And Yosef came and explained it. But is it really the only reason why Pharaoh loved what Yosef said so much? Because others were saying also reasonable things. The difference was, as we see, that Yosef did not only explain what the dream meant, but also told Pharaoh what to do about it. He came up with a solution. He said that, first of all, it was gonna be seven years of hunger, but second of all, this is what you should do about it. And he presented a plan. He came to Pharaoh not with a problem, but with a solution. And that's why Pharaoh said, I like your explanation, and you will be the one who is going to be implementing it. Because Pharaoh saw that this guy comes up with a solution. He is the worker that comes uh, with the price of firewood and says how much we need and has a suggestion to buy this wood. So now we are stuck with the question about Yosef's behavior. Because look, those other wise men, shamans, priests that Pharaoh consulted before, they were people of high position. And they were people who probably have advised Pharaoh previously. They did not come up with any reasonable plan of action. But Yosef just came out of jail. He was a prisoner. And before that, he was a slave And he comes to Pharaoh right out of his prison cell and starts giving him advices. (laughs) That's called in Hebrew chutzpah. Why? Why in the world? Why did Yosef think that he is in a position to give some ideas to Pharaoh? So really, this is because Yosef's approach to life. What is his approach to life? He knows that the Torah says that anything that you encounter is presented to you for a reason. Either it could be a reason that you need to learn a lesson from it for yourself, or the reason is because you have to help the situation. In other words, whatever you encounter is either there for you or for others. Either you need to use it for yourself, for your own growth, whichever way it is, or you need to use it for helping other people, the people who you are seeing in this situation. So Yosef saw that there was a reason why he was given this task here to interpret his dream. It cannot be that I'm just here to tell Pharaoh a story and then go back to my prison cell. We need to do something about it. The chief rabbi, the first chief rabbi of Israel, Rabbi Cook, was saying that our lives are consisted of our conversation with God. Our entire life is our conversation with God. God talks to us and we talk to him. We reply to him. God talks to us with what is happening to us in our lives. God communicates with us through our circumstances. How do we reply to God? We reply by acting upon what is going on. So, God is talking to us not by speech, but by what is done to us. And we are replying not by speech, but by our actions in response. So, our lives are conversations with God. So. Whatever is happening, if I see something going on, I have to do something about it. The wife of the Rebbe, Rebzen Chaimushka, once drove with a secretary of the Rebbe. He was the driver. They were going down Eastern Parkway. And Eastern Parkway was blocked for some reason. And they had to make a detour. And they're going through some small streets that they have never been down previously. And they see a commotion there. The Rebzen asks the secretary, Rabbi Klein, please go see what's going on. So he comes back and he sees that uh, there is a family of actually Russian immigrants who was evicted because they did not pay rent. So the Robertson asks, how much are they behind? How much do, do they owe? Robert Klein comes back and says $420. This was in the 70s. The Everton asks him, if I will give them a check for $120 right now, will they let the family back in? Robert Klein goes, goes back says, yeah. So she says, Here is the check for for $420, and please tell them that they have to make sure to put the furniture back also that they already started taking out. Don't give them this check unless they will say that they will do that. And Rebecca Klein goes, gives the check, comes back. She she says, now let's go quickly before the family sees that we did it. They drove off right away, but Rebbetson asked them to stop around the corner. She was looking if they started bringing the furniture back. And then they drove off. But on the way, Robert Klein asked Trebson, do you know how many families in Brooklyn are evicted from their houses every single day? How many Jewish families are evicted every day? Why did you decide to help this family? for dollars dollars in the 70s was a lot of money. Why did you suddenly do this thing? So she said, my father, who was a previous driver, always told me that if you are witnessing something unusual, there has to be a reason for it. When we had to make a detour because Eastern Parkway was blocked, I realized right away, it has to be a reason why I'm here. And I was looking out of the window of the car to see why did God send me here. And when I saw this commotion, I realized this has to be it. So in other words, wherever we are, God sends us there for a reason. Whatever we encounter, we see for a purpose. Now, we can just walk by without realizing that there is a reason why I'm seeing this. And we will miss an opportunity of communicating with God if I'm looking for a reason why God sent me here I will act upon this and I will do something I will fulfill the purpose of why God sent me here so Yosef was sure that he has to advise Pharaoh and tell him what to do because he realized there's a purpose why I am presented with this question so we need to have a proactive approach to life and see that there is a reason why we are where we are and we need to act upon it, always.